This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Full Chat, the weekly F1 news and discussion show that's going to totally ignore the other podcasts in F1 that are doing better than us as my daddy is only happy when we win. I'm not Bradley Philpot, and unfortunately due to a personal situation he won't be here tonight. So you just have me to quickly cover off a few bits from this week's race so that you can at least get a taster of Full Chat. Or maybe now it's half chat. But we digress. Tonight, we discuss, wow, wow, my son didn't win, the two other most interesting rivalries in Formula One, and that Alonso penalty. So I'm just going to cover these things off briefly. Obviously, haven't got Brad here today. We're not doing the live stream, so you haven't missed any particular chat or anything like that. Um, I'm just going to 
cover this off um, very quickly, just so you can get our opinion on, or our opinion, my opinion, on what's going to happen or on what happened in F1 this week. And you can comment, you can send, I'll tell you what, you can send us your opinions to fullchatf1 at gmail.com. There you go. There's something else for me to check once uh, the show goes on goes on air. So, Jos Verstappen. We're not fans of Jos Verstappen here on Full Chat. I don't think many people are. He doesn't seem like a very nice man. Um, lots of other stuff he has done or allegedly done. Um, in the past, which we are not going to touch. But um, it was very, very clear that he was not a happy bunny that Max Verstappen didn't win the race on Sunday. Um, Sergio Perez, who did an absolutely phenomenal job, you know, he lost the lead off the line. He's never been a great starter. Alonso's always been a mega starter. So I wasn't surprised when I saw that Aston Martin get to turn one first. But I then also wasn't surprised that Perez got his head down and on lap four, he took that lead back from Fernando Alonso, um, which was kind of inevitable because, as we've discussed, that Red Bull is a rocket ship. Um, but the most interesting part for Perez was after the race, when he goes to celebrate with his whole team, goes past the melee of Red Bull mechanics and team members, and everyone's patting him on the back and giving him big celebrations. But Jos is stood there very stoically. I think he reached out very briefly and maybe shook his hand. But you could tell from the look on his face that he was not happy. That his son, who had done an amazing job coming back from 15th place to second, with the help of a safety car, but I think he would have done it anyway, couldn't show any love and affection for his teammate Sergio Perez, who had driven a brilliant race. When there is footage in the past of Daniel Ricciardo's father celebrating with Max, Sergio Perez's dad, when Max won in Mexico, gave Max a lot of love. And after after the end of Abu Dhabi 2021, the Hamiltons went up to Yoss and shook their hands and were good sports. It just doesn't seem like to me that that man is a good sport in anyway and is only happy when his son is winning and listen i get it you're in a sport you're at the top of it and you only want to win but be gracious at the fact that okay you had a car issue you started 15th you still finished second you're still leading the championship because you went and got the fastest lap the likelihood is over the course of a season you're gonna beat sergio perez it's a big problem if you don't beat sergio perez so get over it, son, and just move on. Which is what we're going to do to the next topic, which is the two other interesting team rivalries that we had during this Grand Prix. We'll start with the smaller ticket item, which is that over at one of my favourite teams, McLaren, between Oscar Piastri and Lando Norris. Now, they both had horrific races. They both had to have new front wings fitted. We're not going to go into whose fault was, who was at fault for losing front wings and whatever. It happened. There was damage to both those cars. They were both at the back. But Oscar Piastri was all over Lando Norris the whole race. I think no matter where they were on the track, Lando, uh, Oscar seemed to be all over or ahead of Lando Norris. And then at the end, while they're fighting with Logan Sargent, it was Oscar Piastri 
that got ahead of his teammate and ahead of the Williams driver, which was absolutely phenomenal to see. Obviously, Oscar has had a very infamous entry into Formula One for this season, and to see him come out and do really well is is exciting. Obviously, fully eclipsing anything Daniel Ricciardo was able to do, and as a very big Daniel Ricciardo fan, it pains me to say that what was wrong with Daniel Ricciardo that he couldn't drive that car where Oscar Piastri has been able to jump in and do fantastically. Lando didn't look too pleased after the race, but it's easy to shrug that off as broke my front wing and then probably didn't have an optimal tyre choice. But it's probably the fact that he got beaten by his rookie teammate, which probably doesn't sit too well with him, despite the fact that it isn't for any points. So it's going to be a very interesting watch for the rest of the season to see how those two get on for the rest of the season and how their battle ensues. Because we all rate Lando Norris as one of the very best in the sport. Now, if his rookie teammate can get on par with him, that puts a very exciting future for Formula One. Then we have the second team that I want to talk about. This is a bit more high profile. Um, a lot more close to home and close to my heart, which is between Lewis Hamilton and George Russell at Mercedes. Now, in the first Grand Prix, Lewis Hamilton very, very much had the measure of George Russell. George Russell, as he always has been, was incredibly magnanimous um, and wasn't too fussed about it, I don't think. He got behind Lewis at Bahrain and very much was a case of, oh, I can go faster. And then all of a sudden Lewis pulled away. It was almost the exact reversal here where Lewis was on the back foot all weekend, didn't look comfortable, wasn't happy with the car, said the car doesn't suit him. It gives him no confidence. And at a high speed circuit like we have at Jeddah, you have to have confidence. You can't fly through corners at nearly 200 miles an hour and have no confidence in the car because if that happens and you make a mistake, you're in the wall. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. So where this gets interesting is after the safety car, everybody went onto the hards except for Lewis Hamilton, who went onto the medium tyres, and Lewis instantly drove up to the back of George Russell. The team were asking him if he was going to be happy to move out of the way. George then said, oh, I, we, there's no point because I'm saving my tyres because Alonso still got his penalty to serve. Then the team told him, oh, Alonso's already served his penalty. And he shouted, fuck, really? Um, that's information I should, you should have given me already. And he's absolutely right in that case. And then proceeded to drop Lewis Hamilton. Now, was it a case of George was the faster driver this weekend? Yes, I do think George was the faster driver this weekend. Lewis was visibly not happy all weekend but I feel he had the tire advantage I feel Lewis knew he had to manage that medium to the end of the race he would not have wanted to put the medium on when he eventually did uh, especially because when that safety car came out his hard tires were starting to come on song and he was starting to pick up the pace so and then after the race again you had a very visibly annoyed Lewis Hamilton at this point the podium had been given to George Russell um, and he said something along the lines of, well, it's good for George, but it doesn't do anything for me. That 
comment worries me, especially as a Hamilton fan, and I always like to see Lewis do well, but that comment worries me because that's the kind of stuff he used to say about Nico Rosberg. And I worry that it could turn sour with George. And I really don't want it to because I really like Lewis. I really like George. Um, and I think they are the best team, as in the best driver pairing, on the grid as total stats. And I think those two drivers can get the most out of that package as a team than any other team on the grid. Whether you think Alonso's better or Max is better than either of those drivers individually as a pairing, I don't think they're matched. But we will see how this one plays out. As I mentioned Alonso, let's talk about penalties and how ridiculous the situation, the the FIA, the stewards, Formula One made of the debacle of Fernando Alonso. So first of all, let's talk about why he got the penalty. So Fernando Alonso got the penalty for being out of position in his grip box. Now, he wasn't too far forward, so he wasn't gaining an advantage. He was just a little bit too far over to the left, closer to the pit wall. And I don't think this would have gained him any form of advantage. If anything, he's even further away from the racing line. So even less grip out there. But rules is rules. And if you have to start in that box, you have to start in that box. And the penalty for that is a fair five-second penalty. And he took the penalty very, very well. He was leading at the time and was told he had a five-second penalty. And he said, copy, and never heard anything from him again. I'm pretty certain if he was somewhere in the middle of the pack, you probably would have got a bit of moaning and a bit of complaining from him. So when he came in to do his pit stop under the safety car, which bugs me because you shouldn't be able to serve a penalty while the race is neutralized, in my opinion. You should have to serve your penalty during live racing to have the full effects of the penalty. I would love to talk about what penalties we should actually have in Formula One because I feel like we should go back to drive-throughs and give people proper penalties. But penalties are what the penalties are, and that penalty was the correct penalty for the infringement. However, the rules state you cannot work on the car until the five seconds is up. As Fernando Alonso pulls into the box, you see his rear jackman pull up behind the car. Doesn't touch the car, maybe, um, but they count to five, and then they start working on the car, and off Alonso goes. 35 laps later, a cool-down lap, a interview, a celebration on the podium, they then take it away from him saying that there was work going on to the car before the penalty. So the penalty was served incorrectly. The team had an inkling that this was going on in the last two or three laps before the end of the race because Merck told George to get the hammer down and Aston told Alonso to also get the hammer down. And they were both pushing like crazy to try and get the gap. Alonso managed to get the gap to 5.1 seconds because they thought they'd be getting a five-second penalty. Unfortunately... Because it is a second infringement, sorry, because it is an infringement for failing to correctly take a penalty, you actually get a 10-second penalty. So it was a slam dunk that George actually claims the podium. They gave him the trophy. George took photos with the trophy, posted on social media that he got third place. The kicker was, because it was a 10-second penalty, and Lewis does this thing when he knows that he's got no challenge from behind, 
and that he's not going to catch the car in front. He literally shuts down and basically runs at an absolute minimum speed. But it cost him, and he was 10.2 seconds behind. So he could have actually got ahead of Alonso if he still had his brain engaged, but he didn't for whatever reason. Then, a couple of hours later, after lots of deliberation and Mike Crack coming out and saying, well, we didn't actually touch the car. We didn't work on the car. And the rule says you're not allowed to work on the car. It doesn't say you can't touch the car. Uh, they also talked about other situations where they should really have a official FIA person or steward or whatever standing by the car saying, right, no one stand. You know, here's a box around the car. You can't come inside this box for five seconds and there's a timer on the gantry that's controlled by formula one that's what it should be to let the teams manage their own penalties is a bit amateurish if i'm being honest and there should be a a thing in process for this but hey everything got righted in the end and despite my disdain for fernando alonso including my tweet during the week about Fernando Alonso and I don't really understand why people like the man because the guy has been nefarious for his entire career let's not forget that in November a mere four or five months ago he was burning the door down at uh, Alf uh, where was he at Alpine before he left so you know the guy hasn't changed he's just walked into a team that is behind him has a really good car and a teammate that isn't good enough to compete with him. So of course he's going to be happy and smiley and not have too many cares because he can just drive around and pick up podiums of which this podium was his hundredth, which is a fantastic achievement for the million years that he's been in formula one and the different teams and stuff that he's been with in formula one. So yeah, that's my brief. I mean, I was only going to do five minutes and it's already gone past 16 minutes. So I think I'm going to love you and leave you. Uh, for this episode there isn't going to be a um, history with Alex and Brad first of all Brad's not here Brad cancelling was a, Brad not being able to be here was a bit short notice and we hadn't really put together a um, a segment for it yet and everything else was a bit long and I was looking for a short one so what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks Brad is away in Texas next week so we're not going to be able to do a show next week I will come back and I will do something like this um, at some point during the week and I will talk about any news that has come up in F1 and then the week after is my birthday so I will also again try and put something out or Brad will to put something out just so there is something so you've got some news and updates and that will be after whatever the next Grand Prix is is it Australia next? whatever so yeah so until then follow me at Alex Van Jean on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, TikTok. Follow the show on, again, all those things, at, F, at Full Chat F1. Follow Bradley Philpot at Bradley Philpot again, on everything. Um, and if you have any questions or anything else you'd like us to discuss, send us an email to fullchatf1 at gmail.com. And until then, keep it full chat. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.